process versus outcome. Which is the best way to teach tennis? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to enter our Twins of Miami live ball giveaway. We're going to give out three lucky winners on November 20th right here on the podcast. All you got to do is grab your email and click on the link in the show notes or go to BackhandCity.com to enter. Well, today's topic, process versus outcome, which is the best way to teach tennis? Well, I looked up the word process in the dictionary, and it is defined as follows. Something that follows as a result of a consequence. So I think what happens a lot in tennis and in dieting, they're very similar in that they are outcome driven in the marketing to get the student or the customer to come try out your service. For example, in dieting, a lot of it's focused on the outcome, lose 30 pounds, try out our service, lose this weight, and they're selling the outcome. In tennis, you'll see it in the coaches is, I'm going to have you hit your forehand like Rafael Nadal or Roger Federer. So a lot of coaches will sell outcome. Here's the technique that we are going to use that the pros use to get to you to your desired result. Now, naturally, the best way to get to that desired result is to teach with a process. And we've used this example before. If you want to learn algebra, you need to go step by step through basic math. And that's what happens here. And I think a lot of pros need to stick to that process because once the student's on your court, the outcome that you sold was successful because you got them to the court, whether they're there to lose weight, burn off stress, just have a little social play, or they want to technically develop their forehand so it can resemble one of their idols or touring pros. So for you as the pro, you have to really understand features versus outcome. And what I mean by that is the features or all the benefits that you can provide the student, right, to help them achieve their goals. The outcome, as we've said, is the desired result. So really stay focused on the features that you're selling to help them improve their game. Now, another thing you can do to get people in the door with this process is you can sell by price. Um, a lot of pros, especially when they're new in the business, they will discount their price to get people in the door. So their big outcome is save money. When you hire me, this labor will be cheaper than my competitors. Now, I know a, a service provided by a friend of mine who is a dog trainer up here in North Miami, and she does a lot of dog training right on the beach and in public public spaces. And a lot of people will come up to her because they'll see her in action with the dogs and see her training. And they'll come up and they'll approach her to hire her for her service. And one of the first things that 
people typically ask is, how much is it? And she tells me right away, she knows that's a bad lead. Anybody who leads with a price as the first question is a bad lead. Now, she's in position because she's very busy to qualify these leads and pick and choose. And it makes sense because most people who come to you have some sort of pain point and are seeking a desired outcome. So we're really breaking this down so you really understand. Once the student's there, they've bought in. Now you really need to teach the process. Now, once the customer becomes yours and you've established a relationship, the dynamic changes. You no longer have to be selling yourself, right? You just need to continue to stay focused on the process. And one of the things I do is I focus a lot on some of the the data we can collect because a lot of people are wearing these smartwatches. And so I want to know what's going on with their heart rate. I want to kind of get some KPIs or what we call key performance indicators. So we have some sort of baseline that we're starting with that's very measurable as they go along because sometimes it might be difficult for the student to see the improvement in their forehand because they have nothing tangible they can really grab onto. So any basic KPI can really help. And one simple one is shot tolerance. How many balls can they hit in a row? So during the class, I'll be hitting them a certain type of situation. Well, like, let's see what your shot tolerance is. How many balls can you hit in a row here? Another thing I'll do for people who just like timing is how long can we just rally until we need a break? I had a student on the wall yesterday. She was a beginner. It was her second class. And she rallied for one minute and 10 seconds, forehands and backhands against the wall with the red beginner ball. So that was pretty cool. Um, She was already seeing some outcome after two lessons. So it was really satisfying for me as her coach and for her as a student. So to summarize, process is the way to go. Once you're doing the marketing and people are asking questions, if they've called you or emailed, yeah, you can sell outcome. You can go over the features of how your service is different. But at the end of the day, process is king. It's going to be more enjoyable for you to teach that hour lesson, and it's going to be much more rewarding for the student. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go on iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to Find Your Aha Moment so we can grow and you can get notified each morning when we release a fresh episode. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove. I believe it was inevitable. That's when push comes to shove. Could this be the one that got away? I get the message. Guess I knew it all along.